The migrant surge along border continues, and Texas is working to fix it. When lawmakers head back to the Capitol to try to address the crisis. What could be one of our last days in the 90s this year? We're tracking cooler weather and some rain in your first warning forecast. And former President Donald Trump in court today for another round of legal issues. What he's saying about the trial and those in charge of it. We'll take a look. Large groups of migrants, mostly from Venezuela, continue to arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border, presenting themselves to U.S. authorities and then demanding asylum. And video shows migrants crossing the Rio Grande into El Paso and Eagle Pass. The number of incoming people has been rising in recent weeks, piling pressure on the, on the Biden administration to slow the flow of people coming into the country. And this is our top story tonight at 5. Thanks for being with us. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Mike Rush in for Daniel Marin. Texas lawmakers will return to the Capitol a week from today for another special session. They're set to tackle some of the state's most contentious issues, education and border security. Ryan Chandler tells us what those in Eagle Pass are asking for. We were overrun. There's a lot of turmoil. There was a lot of turmoil here. We first met Jesse Fuentes two months ago on the Rio Grande. He says since then, things have only gotten worse for his hometown of Eagle Pass. Every day, every day, there's something new. But I just wish that uh, it was being handled a lot better. Lawmakers will look at border security next week when the third special session begins. Governor Abbott continues to assert Texas has the right to pass border policy without the federal government. We, the state of Texas, are using every tool that we can to enforce the rule of law in Texas and in the United States. Both Democrats and Republicans are urging the state must do more. There is a way that we can commit, that we can do it right, and that we can create revenue at the, at the same time as treating migrants humanely and protecting our law enforcement. Eagle Pass native Eddie Morales is advocating for a new work program that would allow migrants to stay and get jobs after paying a $2,000 processing fee. He says it could generate billions of dollars for the state. Sending a clear message to Latin America that if they come into Texas, they will be asked to pay into the system, not take from the system. The Texans of Eagle Pass are urging lawmakers to approach the upcoming debate with respect in mind. I don't call it an invasion. I call it immigration and I call it uh, a crisis based on what's happening in the world. You know, people have to make a choice. Do you go the evil way or do you go the humanistic way? Ryan Chandler, KXAN News. Lawmakers don't have much time to come to an agreement. The Texas Constitution limits special sessions to a maximum of 30 days. Well, going in depth on this, the city of El Paso is showing off the shelter facility it will use for migrants. Half of the former Moorhead Middle School site will serve as a shelter for migrants and the other half as an animal shelter. It's now called the Community Readiness Center and it can also be used for weather emergencies. A new deadline and more drama. After a chaotic weekend, Congress narrowly avoided a shutdown by passing legislation to fund the government for 45 days. The deal keeps government funding at current levels until November the 17th, buying time for lawmakers to negotiate a long-term solution. The key sticking points remain. Democrats, Democrats want more funding for Ukraine, while Republicans are pressing for spending cuts and more border security. And after Speaker Kevin McCarthy got help from Democrats,
Democrats to pass the bill, far-right Republicans are doubling down on their threats to try and oust him from the Speaker's job. His best protection may be that right now there's no clear, clear alternative to replace him. The United Auto, Auto's workers' strike against Ford Motor Companies has intensified, raising concerns now over the fate of hundreds of thousands of supplier jobs nationwide. Now, Ford claims its suppliers, those who provide them with the parts, could be negatively impacted if the strike continues. Ford's chief supply officer says 350,000 to 500,000 people could be laid off if things don't improve. And while customers haven't extensively felt the effects of the strike just yet, Manufacturers say it could lead to disruptions in getting a new car or worse, being stranded if your car breaks down. Now used and new car prices are predicted to rise because of all this. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Mostly cloudy skies, but very little rain in the forecast for the next several hours. You can see those clouds streaming in on and off from the southwest. A couple showers are possible for rural areas of Gillespie and Blanco counties. Most of those, though, are dissipating as they try to move into our area. So it's a largely dry and hot evening on this Monday. 93 under plenty of clouds on Lake Marble Falls on the River City Highland Furniture Center camera. Temperatures a little cooler out west with the cloud cover 87 in Fredericksburg, but it's 90 plus in most areas from I-35 eastward. Coming up in your forecast, if you're tired of the heat after Austin's hottest ever June through September period, you're going to love it. We have an actual change in seasons that may stick. I'll time out the soaking rain and coolest weather since April. That sounds great. Thanks, David. We'll see you in a bit. Former President Donald Trump appeared in court today in New York for the start of a civil trial against him. The state's attorney general accuses Trump, his adult sons, and his company of fraud by overinflating the values of their properties over the years. NBC's Jay Gray is joining us from outside New York State Supreme Court in Manhattan with what Mr. Trump said about these allegations. Hey there, good evening. Former President Donald Trump, the current frontrunner for the 2024 GOP nomination, leaving the campaign trail in Iowa for this courthouse in Lower Manhattan behind me here as day one of his civil fraud trial began. New York's Attorney General laid out her reasons for filing charges against Mr. Trump, his sons, and their businesses, while the former president lashed out at the Attorney General and the entire process. No matter how powerful you are, no matter how much money you think you may have, no one is above the law. And it is my responsibility and my duty and my job to enforce it. We have a racist attorney general who's a horror show who ran on the basis that she was going to get Trump before she even knew anything about me. He has also accused the judge in this case of being a, quote, Trump hater, calling him, quoting again here, unfair and unjust after a ruling last week that Mr. Trump and the other defendants persistently and repeatedly overinflated the value of assets in an effort to secure better corporate loans and insurance rates. Mr. Trump continues to say that he is innocent of all charges and that the trial is part of what's an ongoing politically motivated witch hunt in his words. The attorney general is seeking a $250 million fine and to block Mr. Trump, his sons and associates from doing any future business in New York. This trial expected to continue for at least three months. The former president, his sons, and several other well-known figures are all on the witness list. That doesn't mean they will testify, though the former president has said repeatedly that he is anxious to take the witness stand. That's the latest from here in New York. 
I'm Jay Gray. Now back to you. An update to a beloved part of the Barton Springs pool, Flo, the tree's last day in Austin, and the party to send her off. And a program underway to help save mothers' lives during and after childbirth, the community the effort is targeting. An update now to the tree that many people know and love as Flo. Flo will spend its last few days in Austin this week. Austin Parks and Wildlife says the tree at Barton Springs, which has been there for decades, will be removed on Thursday when Barton Springs pool is closed. The city says Flo has been diagnosed with brittle cider fungus. The city adds a tree of this size in an area of high use, even with barricades around it, is a safety hazard and needs to be removed. The city will honor Flo at a celebration on Wednesday evening at 6.30 at the pool. Ahead on NBC Nightly News, a Lester Holt exclusive. Now before he retired from decades of service, Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley spent time with Lester. In that conversation you'll see tonight, Lester asked the general about the Chinese spy balloon and China's growing military threat. On a macro scale though, was it a reminder <clears throat> of what you see as a growing Chinese threat, not only from an intelligence yeah. and you know, espionage standpoint, but just militarily? Uh, 100%, absolutely. The balloon piece is just one of many, many indicators uh, of increased challenge, military challenge in, in space and in cyberspace, but also, you know, land, sea, and air. You've got a military that we think is a near-peer competitor. They're, they're not superior to the United States, but they're, they're getting there, and they have their aim, their objective, uh, is to be militarily superior to the United States uh, within the next 10, 15 years, and certainly by mid-century. Ahead, General Milley tells Lester about the call he made to China before the election. Still to come to most, of course, a funeral isn't fun, but one lady wanted it to be that way for hers. How she celebrated her own life by giving back to others. As of today, Austin is running 11 inches behind compared to typical rainfall so far this year. But we're going to make some of that up. I'll show you autumn-like temperatures and some rain next. Austin's historically black university is launching a new doula training program in just a few weeks. Our multicultural reporter Jayla Washington takes an in-depth look at why Houston Tillotson is taking on this task. Okay, there you go. A busy life as a mom of three. Nakina Wilson Come on, is now also a certified doula. It's being that support, being a source of information, education um, for both the birthing person and their partner. Look at your sister. She wants to help mothers have cherished moments like these after she had major labor complications with her son. Him being born not breathing, I was given medications that um, complicated my health that really put me at risk. That pain turned to purpose. Wilson agreed to be a consultant for Houston Tillotson, helping with their new doula midwife training program. So have a real focus on health equity here. The program sets out to add more culturally competent people in the maternal health workforce. Date data shows black women and other women of color are dying more than anyone else giving birth in Texas. There have been several national studies that look at this and show that you have fewer C-sections, fewer birth complications, if you have doulas involved in care. Well, these doulas and midwives are going to be training right here on Houston Tillotson's campus, and they tell me so far they have had nearly 150 applicants with only 15 spots. It's tremendous demand. The training program consists of classroom work and even shadowing doulas during births. 
It's something Wilson thinks will be a small but mighty step toward being a part of a bigger solution to save lives. We need to continue to look at what it looks like to collaborate. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. And HT will launch its doula trainings first. Anyone can sign up for this. The university is partnering with Black Mamas ATX as well as Blue Cross Blue Shield to plan to track how many uh, people they train and how birthing outcomes are affected. Going in depth on this, CNBC's list of top states for business is out today and Texas is no longer in the top five for the first time in the report's history. One of the reasons why is healthcare. The study says Texas finishes dead last in life, health, and inclusion, getting an F rating. Healthcare in the state is poor, ranking number 50 for clinical care. No state has a greater percentage of residents without health insurance. And then there is the state's abortion ban. Among the strictest in the nation, the CNBC study takes state abortion laws into consideration as a metric in the life, health, and inclusion category. And for more context, KXAN investigators have been detailing problems with how the state tracks maternal deaths and near deaths since 2019. Right now at KXAN.com, hear from Texas moms impacted and look at the legislation which could make a difference. Just search for Mothers Erased. Okay, well, we turned another page on the calendar. October is here and so is fall. And just to be clear, this is not in Texas, but it is beautiful. <laughs> this video taking over the Snow Basin Ski Resort in Huntsville, Utah shows all the brilliant colors here, the orange and the yellow, I just love this. Yeah. The person who took it says it looks like a bowl of candy corn. And a cold storm brought the first snow of the season to the central and eastern Sierra Nevada mountains wow. over the weekend. I know, they've got snow already. Really exciting way to start the month. And here, hmm. we're getting a cold front, <laughs> and David says even rain, which is so exciting. This yes. is going to be a real one. And, yes. you know, our days left in the 90s this year may be limited Ooh. to the next two days. This change may actually wow. stick around, and boy, we need it after what was officially the hottest September on record at the Austin airport. Look at the temperatures last month, as hot as 107 on September 8th. We're also just learning tonight that both at the airport and right here at Camp Mabry, the official station for Austin since 1897, we just had the hottest ever June through September period. Yeah, even hotter than 2011. We've got a couple more unseasonable days to come in the 90s, but look at this. High temperatures in Austin dropped to the 80s, then the 70s, and yes, then the 60s late this weekend. Obviously some changes coming, but not here quite yet. Mix of clouds and sun with some rays of sunshine poking through. The Austonian weather cam dry at 90 degrees. A couple little showers are trying to clip the southern hill country. This is all part of a broad western trough of low pressure. This storm system is unlike anything we've seen since summer began, and it's really the start of a change in seasons. Let's start off with the rain, and then we'll get to the cooler weather. Here we are this evening, staying dry, I think, area-wide. Tomorrow, largely the same. I'll pause you during the afternoon when just a couple eastern showers or downpours are possible. The rain chance is low tomorrow and it's not much higher on Wednesday. Wednesday, not a stormy day. A mix of clouds and sun, a couple isolated showers and storms during the afternoon and evening. It's Thursday that we're really honing in on for the wettest weather and also the beginning of the change in temperatures. Here we are early Thursday morning. This is going to be the first of two cold fronts. I won't draw it on the map so we can focus instead on the heavy rain and storms that will accompany it. 
As it looks right now, Thursday, heavy rain and lightning are quite possible, but the severe storm threat is nothing to write home about as of now. When we wake up on Thursday, that squall line will be a big complex of storms in the Austin metro. This will affect traffic on Thursday morning. This will affect your trip to the bus stop with the kids on Thursday morning. But when you see that near guarantee of rain on your KXAN weather app, don't think it's going to rain all day. This looks mainly early, should be clearing out a bit by Thursday afternoon. How much rain falls? One to two inches is still our bet for just about everyone. We will have some isolated totals up to three or four inches and minor flooding is possible. But the same drought that we've all uh, cursed at the past several months, it's actually going to help us when we get heavy rain like this. Dry soil and low river flows means we can handle a lot of rain without any significant flash flood issues. I told you that's one dose of cool air. How about another for ACL Weekend 1? Highs in the 80s on Friday, but 70s on Saturday. 67 is the high on Sunday. We haven't seen anything like that in Austin since April. Folks, out at ACL Weekend 1, we do have a chance of rain, especially early in the festival. It doesn't look high right now, but there is some uncertainty. So I want you to stay tuned with us through the week, and of course, we'll keep you advised. If you're ditching the ACL crowds to go to the Texas-Oklahoma game this weekend, boy, the weather, at least as of right now, looks picture perfect. Kickoff at 11 a.m. in the 60s, end of game in the 70s, cool, breezy north-northeast winds keeping the humidity low. We'll keep you updated on this forecast this week right here and on KXAN.com. All right, tonight's forecast, we're just eagerly awaiting that change to autumn. Not here yet, with a low of only 72. Tomorrow, another day in the 90s with a few isolated showers and storms late and breezy south-southeast winds. Chances of rain spike at 90% on Thursday. Temperatures take another bump downward this weekend. Not only some days in the 60s and 70s, but some windows open nights in the 50s starting on Friday night. All right, David, thanks. Hey, hey, listen up, lottery players. Tonight, you could win big time when you'll have a chance to become a billionaire. Ooh. Right now, we go inside an urban hospital feeling the crush of newly arrived migrants in need of medical care. Plus, my interview with retired Joint Chiefs Chairman General Mark Milley about his tense and complicated relationship with Donald Trump. When we see you here for Nightly News. Well, an Oklahoma woman put the fun in funeral. Hear me out. Diane Sweeney's last wish was to raffle her car off to one lucky person who attended her funeral. And they didn't even have to know who she was. You can see an unexpected turnout there. Everyone was invited, and that's what she wanted. Her family has been waiting over a year for paperwork to be finalized to give the car away. And last week, all the names were put into a raffle with one lucky winner chosen. It wasn't a family member or a friend of the family even. It was a teenager who needed a ride. I have a hand-me-down car that has some issues, and we were trying to figure out ways that I could get a new car, so it was just very answer to prayers. Oh, my goodness. I bet she would love that, don't so you think? So sweet. Well, the teenager says that she's always wanted a Volkswagen Beetle. It appears to be in great shape. Mm -hmm. So she's grateful to the Sweeney family for making her dream come true. Well, how generous of that woman. Yeah. And speaking of winning, even you could win big tonight. Tonight's Powerball drawing is an estimated $1 billion. So if you win and you want the all-cash option, you'll be taking home $400 million. Keep your numbers on hand because tonight's drawing is just before 10 o'clock. 
And tonight on KXN, it is The Voice at 7, followed by The Irrational at 8, and then we're back with more news at 10. Join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin, and here's where to find us.